Four years ago, I met a girl named Madison O'Neill. At least that was her name on my class roster. Her friends all called her Mo, and I spent the first few weeks a little confused on if we were even talking about the same person. It would turn out her name wouldn't be the only thing to confuse me. Madison, as I would discover over the course of that school year and over the next few years, was a series of contradictions, enigmas, and mysteries. At least she was to me. For example, Madison will tell you she's not an emotional person, but has the biggest heart of anyone I've ever met. She worries about everyone, whether they fit in, whether they're happy, and if they feel apart. She'll insist she's not funny, but whenever she's around, the room instantly lights up with energy, fun, and laughter. She would insist she wasn't a leader, but only a short while later would become the president of NHS, guide Science Club to a fourth-place finish in the state, and become one of our most decorated and embattled captains, a leader of men and women in the sport of running. She would insist that her impact has been small and that others have done more and accomplished more with their time here. And yet, everyone always seems to look to her to make a difference at every turn. She would insist she's not tough, and yet, I've watched her bleed and suffer on the road and on the track in ways most of us could never imagine. Like all the greatest people in life, Madison is pure passion, wrapped in a blanket of humility and class. Madison has helped to make my time at Phoenixville extraordinarily special, the best of times. But I've come to learn I'm not unique in this perspective. She makes everyone feel they are the most important person in the whole wide world. And such is the magic of Madison O'Neill, a young lady who has helped make Phoenixville the extraordinary place that it is. I'm excited for you to meet her. Welcome to 21 Voices. Hello and welcome to the 21 Voices podcast. My name is Justin Winters. You're joining us for our first episode featuring the amazing Madison O'Neill. Cannot think of anybody more fitting to start off the show than you, Madison. Welcome and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So excited that you're here. Uh, the goal is obviously for everybody out there to get to know you and the amazing person that you are. Uh, some people might be a little bit confused, though, because uh, I think most people and probably a lot of the people that are listening right now might know you as Mo and not necessarily as Madison. Uh, if people are not aware that Mo is actually your nickname, it's not actually your real name. Madison is your real name. Take us through uh, where all that comes from, the origin of your nickname. And I guess a, another question that I've always had is, is there a difference in personality between Madison and Mo. Yeah, so I got Mo from my grandfather. Um, as a matter of fact, my mom didn't like the name Madison uh, when I was born, and neither did he. So Mo just comes from my initials M and O, so Madison O'Neill, and it just kind of stuck. So that's what my family called me, and then later my friends caught on and just started um, calling me that too, and it just felt more fitting than Madison ever did. Um, and then there's definitely a difference between the two names. So if you know me as Mo, uh, you probably know me for like a really long time and we're probably on a pretty extreme 
personal level and you know all the complex parts to my personality and it's more of like a fun and laid back so it's the name that like have to take me seriously with if that's what you call me and then if you know me as Madison I'm probably going to be seeing you for like a short period of time and it's more of my mm. professional name if you want to call it that and right, I right. act a little bit more respectful and it like fits a get the job done kind of personality so you've been Mo for how many years like your whole life or yeah my whole life fascinating so speaking of your whole life you were born and raised in Phoenixville, correct? Yes. Tell us what growing up in Phoenixville was like for you and what you remember the most about it. Um, I was always doing an activity or hanging out with friends. Um, so that's just like sports or something going on at school. So in preschool, I had a group of like five friends and we went to school together every day and we were always at each other's houses afterwards, just like playing outside or doing something but if I wasn't with my friends um I'd most likely be talking on the phone with one of them for hours here at my house and like (laughs) on the house phone and everything um and then everything everyone who grew up here at the same time that I did probably did um gymnastics or played soccer at the YMCA and we kind of all did that together so I was always involved in those activities and I went to the kindergarten center as well so I was same people that I went to school with all my life um, and these kids that I went to kindergarten with also went to Schuylkill with me. So it was just like me and the same kids. And I think that's something I absolutely loved and still love is that everyone that I've met, um, including like teachers or like that I've seen before can still recognize me years later, even after having met them like years ago. So I'll just be somewhere in town and run into preschool teachers or people who knew me from the YMCA and they'll always come up to say hi to me and ask how I've been. And I think that this goes for a lot of people. And I love that about our small town here. I agree. I mean, I think once you're a part of it, you're a part of it forever. I think what's also really amazing to me is that even with all of the strange haircuts you've had over the years, (laughs) people can still remember you and recognize you. Would you agree? You had the bob for a while, right? Yes, that was a long period of time, but people can still (laughs) pick me out. Hey, maybe you'll bring it back someday. Um, No. Speaking of childhood and uh, all that comes with it, obviously um, your family, it's not just you. You have three brothers, Cole, Jason, and Trevor, and your parents as well. So I'm wondering if you could take us uh, a little bit behind the scenes a little bit and tell us what what it was like growing up as a part of the O'Neill family in that dynamic with three brothers and all that. Gosh, uh, growing up in the O'Neill household was pretty hectic. So we were four rowdy children, always on the go or doing manual labor for my dad. Um, But I love the noise and the hustle and bustle nature of my family. So um, my brothers and I got along really well together. Um, I mean, we were kind of forced to because we don't really have any neighbors up here. We live on Mount Misery and Valley Forge. So we're always out in the woods in the National Historical Park or riding my dad's quads or jumping off our balconies when my dad wasn't watching. So we were always doing something, usually causing trouble. And we weren't allowed to have the iPad touch like everyone else did. So we just kind of had to make do with <laughs> what we had. And I've always wanted a sister, and I still do, 
But my brothers, like, included me in everything, um, and I just had to play along with whatever they were doing. It's usually just, like, something rough. But we've always had people over, whether that was friends or cousins. So there's always something to do around here. And it was just always noisy, which I love that about my household. And since we live in such a unique area, the activities here were always so much different than those of our friends who lived in the neighborhoods and when we would go hang out with them. I love that. Lots of quad riding, right? All that kind of stuff yeah. as you were growing up. All right. Well, let's let's fast forward a little bit to uh, maybe your, your school career. I feel like everybody here at the high school, if you, if you mention your name, almost universal recognition. Were you always like that? Did everybody always know you? I'm wondering what you were like in elementary and middle school. Um, I'd say in elementary school, I was just like a wild child, just full of energy. I had a wacky clothing style and hairstyle, like you mentioned, picked oh, yes. out by myself. <laughs> and I don't know, I was just super talkative to anyone and everyone. And I just like kind of went with the flow of everything. And I just didn't care what anyone thought of me. And I was always trying to make people laugh, like no matter how ridiculous I was. And I was just like good at ice breaking. But then in middle school, I was more of like a quiet person. So school and life just like felt more serious to me. And I started to like care about how I presented myself. And I worried about what other people thought of me. And I just like thought fit a certain stereotype. And I didn't really like talking class in case like I was wrong or I got a bit I would embarrass myself. And I just like to stay zone which was like doing things that my friends were involved with and uh, nothing that would ever embarrass me. Wow. Uh, it, it's hard to believe that that was the case just because I, I've only known you since you've been in high school. So that comes as a little bit of a surprise to me. But tell us about your high school experience then. Why, why don't we talk about the past four years? How have you changed or what has that experience been like? So I'd say I've had like a really positive high school experience and I'd say it was kind of more like my elementary school time. Um, but for most of freshman year, um, I wanted to be a go through high school unnoticed kind of girl. And uh, but there were people and opportunities that presented itself that made that change for me. So if you had told me that I'd be running on the boys cross country team freshman year, I would have laughed at you. But I really pushed myself out of my comfort zone with this. Um, and that started with running cross country and track in general, because all my life I played sports uh, with my entire friend group. And that was usually like lacrosse or field hockey and soccer, all of that. So I just learned how to meet other people and talk to everyone. And then running for junior officer for NHS and then president was just another step out of my comfort zone. But I've loved every minute of getting to work closely with all my peers and watch them grow into people that they want to be. So I've just made myself a familiar face around here. Um, and like, I've had plenty of other opportunities presented to me. And I feel like I've just taken every single one rather than let them pass by and be like, Oh, gosh, like, I'm not good enough for that. And I feel like I've just been able to have an impact on the school and the people that I love here. So high school just made me a really friendly person wanting to like talk and check in on everyone that's around me. God, I hope there are other people listening right now that are sitting there thinking about, should I get involved? Should I not get involved? Should I just like get through this time frame or should I try and take advantage of it? You are the poster child of taking advantage of opportunities. I've always felt that about you. And man, the, the evolution is, has been incredible. <laughs> but let's talk about uh, 
some of your friends, you, you have a, uh, and I'll, I'll use the word interesting. It's also been a, a consistent friend group that has managed to stay together uh, despite all of high school, which is actually pretty rare, I think. Most friend groups kind of change or splinter, something along those lines. So I'm wondering um, what has been like the, the secret or special sauce that, that has allowed you all to, to stay together and remain so close over the years. I don't know if I have the secret because um, I haven't experienced the other side, but I can definitely offer advice. So I have had the same friend group um, since seventh grade and we're still the same crew now. Um, but I think a really important thing to remember is that like relationships are a two way street. So you have to give as much as the other gives. So that involves like communicating, reaching out, making plans and not really relying on one person to do everything. Um, we're also a very open group, so everything, and if we're mad, unclear, or anything like that, like we have a secret about something, whatever it is, um, no (laughs) one really hides it, we're all on the same page together, and then we also just complement each other really well, um, because we all have a different personality type, rather than us being like the same exact person, so we have like a mom of the group, a stable and mature one, we have a wild child, a funny one one that's like kind of takes um the initiative on all the ideas so um and we also just kind of like to do the same things and we're all good at joking with each other and taking the jokes um and then we just like to enjoy each other's presence and we just like love each other so much I feel like your friends have had a huge impact on your life but I'm wondering like about other people I've met your parents they're incredible people you hit the the lottery when it comes to to parents in life So I'm wondering if maybe you could talk a little bit about the impact that they've had on your life and maybe just more generally, like who are some of the other people that have had big influence on you? Yeah, so my parents have both impacted me in uh, different ways. I've always loved my dad's look on life and everything he has taught me, I most definitely live by. So his biggest thing was always saying like, make sure you talk to people right before I would get on the bus in the morning for school and (laughs) I'd roll my eyes at him. But it's always been a really important phrase to me. And um, his idea was just that like the key in life is making connections and having simple personable skills. And that's what he meant when he would tell me like talk to people because that's just like what's going to get you far in life. And he's also taught me that like, if I'm going to be one thing, I should be respectful and just like know that I'm not better than anyone else. So he's always also told me that life isn't fair and you're going to lose in the real world, but you should also deal with it and you should always show up to do your job and never complain. So it was just a lot of like skills that I feel like not a lot of people have. And I just really admired my dad for having those. He's done Um, a great job with that, right? You are, you, you embody all those. Go on. Yeah. Tell us about the other half. Um, So my mom is like the same person. And I like to say that I've beaten her from watching her. So my mom is a very independent person and she knows how to hold her ground. But she's like also the most friendliest person in the world. And you cannot go anywhere without this woman without running into at least 12 people she knows. So I've always loved how she um, knows everyone um, and can just like talk to anyone and She's also an extremely busy person, and I feel like everyone knows that about her, but she's never let that stop her from, like, going out of her way to do something for me and my brother. My mom has just um, never been the person to try and keep up with what other moms are doing, too. She just does what she wants and what's best for her, and I admire that about my mom. Love that about her, too. 
Would totally agree. How about some of the other people in your life that have had influence beyond just your parents? A really big influence in my life would definitely be my Aunt Christy. So we've always been super close. Um, Our families have spent so much time together. Um, And she's just like the funniest, most laid back person ever. So she's a doctor and she's um, 100% the reason why I want to. I wanted to become one at such a young age. Um, So she's my dad's sister and they didn't come from a whole lot of money, but she was able to go to college and medical school and become the super successful person she is now. And I've gone to work with her a few times over the years and I've just loved watching her be her normal self around all her patients. And she's just like so loving and understanding and like, of course her humorous self. So she's just so good at what she does. And I just want to be, like her because she's just like really good at connecting with her patients and just being real oh i love that so good okay let's that those were some serious questions let's let's get a lighter side of of you uh this next question i like to call it this or that and basically i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out two choices and i'm i'm wondering uh which one best describes you or which one do you like more you'll see what i mean so are you generally a person that's too warm or are you too cold? Um, I'd say too cold. Are you an early bird or are you a night owl? Um, an early bird. Do you like classic things or modern things? Modern. Are you a call or text kind of gal? Sure. Not into the texting? No. okay are you into takeout or your mom's cooking please be careful on this one i mean that could go either way but i'll probably have to go with my mom's (laughs) cooking the chicken right no (laughs) (laughs) all right um how about how about like uh how you respond to things so a question that i have is what makes you super angry is there is there something that makes you like really 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 angry so that's my least favorite thing. And it's what makes me super angry um, is just I cannot stand people who are boastful. So my dad had always said to me, like, no one, no one cares what car you drive, what phone you have, where you've been, how good you are, whatever it is. They just care about the person you are. So always be respectful and grateful for what you have. And I just kind of live by that. And I get very angry when someone isn't humble about it. Like, an accomplishment they have, whether that's with like academics or sports or something. And I just don't like when someone thinks they're better than someone else because I just don't like how it makes the other person feel. Okay, let's go on the other side. So angry. Okay. Uh, How about laughing out loud? Are there things that make you just laugh super hard? Yeah, so um, it's mainly just like dumb jokes that are with my friend. Just because like, it's how we relive memories or how we just like bond and it like reminds us of that special bond we share. But one of the funniest moments for me, like, which really won't be funny to anyone else except my friends and I, but it was like a couple years ago on our annual summer trip to Crow's house in Kentmore Park, Maryland. And we were trying to cross the river on the Chesapeake Bay. And it's just, I don't really know why we did this in kayaking where like boats go by and Phoebe was in a kayak and dragging Crow's sister Margaret in a tube and we weren't really like getting anywhere but Phoebe had somehow sunk the kayak and 
it was just like completely submerged underwater and we all like somehow got it to land and then these three boys who were all brothers came by on their little fishing boat and we were like screaming for them to help us and then they tipped the kayak over and like rescued us and now we're best friends with those brothers so it's just like it's just like funny how that happened and then to this day phoebe will claim that she did not sink the kayak but it was just like a really funny moment for us and a memory that'll probably stay with you guys for forever right yes okay how about how about let's let's talk about your love of ice cream i know that uh one of the things you really like is ice cream i'm wondering if you can rank for us your top three places to get ice cream i'm a huge fan of like ranking things putting into things into list format do that for me tell me your top three places that you like to get ice cream well i only eat mint chocolate ice cream so this is my ranking based (laughs) off of that but that's the only ice cream yeah, that's the only ice cream. Okay, okay. Um, Number one, it's called Hoffman's. It's in Mantaloking, New Jersey. I've gone there with Crow before, but it's homemade. It's so good. Um, Number two is going to be Hassel's in Wildwood, New Jersey. Also homemade ice cream. But And I've gone there courtesy of Summers at Wildwood with the Han family. And then number oh. three is going to have to be Nelson's, which you used to be able to get at Acme and at Gateway. And there was also a Nelson's in Royersford, but they're gone. But Nelson's is really good. I'm going to have to write these down, seek them out. I, too, love mint chocolate chip. It's my, probably my favorite ice cream as well. But I, I need it to be, like, melty. All that. There's, like, a whole set of conditions that have to go into it. But I, I will seek those out. Let's talk about, like, your day-to-day life. I'm wondering, especially, like, this past year where we've had – just huge amounts of time, it feels like. What wastes the most time in your day-to-day life? Like, what, what do you spend the most amount of time doing that may or may not necessarily be all that productive? Um, definitely overthinking, especially when it comes to, like, I wish I handled a situation. And I hate that I constantly let myself live in the past like that because I just want to live in the moment and stop taking life for granted. But like if something happened, like so something happened, I just need to let it go and move on. But I always catch myself thinking about how I wish I said or did something differently. Oh, come on now. That doesn't sound like you too much. I guess, I guess so, though, huh? Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's something to work on for sure. I know you spend lots of time watching like Netflix, right? No, I'm no, you're not my phone girl. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. How about when you first meet someone? I'm wondering, like, what might be the first thing that you would notice about someone when you first meet them? Um, so I notice how they present themselves in, like, a conversation. So if they're going to make eye contact with me or if they're really fidgety, all of that. Um, I'm good at talking and talking, so I also kind of notice how <laughs> they reply and if they can hold a conversation because I have no problem holding a conversation. So I just kind of, like point out their personable skills and this is probably because like it's just something my dad has drilled into my brain yes okay let's switch to some of the things that you are passionate about and probably one of the biggest things is certainly running Uh, i know that from firsthand experience that over the past four years you've spent an incredible amount of time out there running and racing and trying to get better at that sport so i'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your relationship with running, how it started, what you've learned from it, what it's meant to you, only because I think to the average person, they might find 
the idea of going out and running as much as you have over the past few years as a very odd thing. Yeah. Okay. So how it started, uh, this is such a romantic story. Uh, <laughs> basically, I needed a sport for gym credit and soccer and Sodaki were just like easy no's because I haven't played them in years. So that just kind of left tennis and cross country. And I knew I was back. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, cross country it is. And then I played lacrosse my whole life. So it was kind of like a, oh, I'll run to stay in shape for uh, lacrosse in the spring. But then right. I got asked to run track to do it. So then it just kind of became my thing from there. What have you learned from it? Like, what, what does it mean to you? Why, why have you spent so much time doing it? Um, I've learned like a ton from running and it's mostly about myself. So most of what I've learned um, has come from the boys actually and just practicing with them. So I was always so scared of what like outsiders or even the boys thought about me just as like a person. But when I joined their team, they made me feel like so welcome there. And I just kind of like stopped caring about what people thought, like especially on the outside, just because like I knew that the people that were important actually cared about me. So it's just like helped me be able to follow my heart and like make my decisions and like own my decisions. And I've just met like the nicest and most supportive people in the world. And I like I never would have if I didn't run. I can't even imagine what my life would be like. So these people have just like helped me realize the that I've had on others around me just because like they've shown me that I care about how they're feeling and it means a lot to them. Tell me your favorite running memory or maybe your favorite run that you've ever been on ever. Can you do that? So my favorite running memory has to be an event I actually didn't even run in. So it was one of like my first big bonding moments with the guys, I'll call it. So it was like 2019 and the boys were going to Chester Henderson for like a fall track race like during cross country I wasn't running because I had my own race that weekend so it was just like it was nighttime and the track was like swarming with talented people so the vibe was just so cool and the whole team was there and getting each other ready and I was writing um, everyone's numbers on their arms and just like offering them words of encouragement and I just got to watch every single second of every race and felt really proud because they all race well and we're all happy about it and like I got to be there for it and I was just like there on the finished and I could just like ask them about their race and then they would all hang around on the infield and cheer everyone else on with me and I was just so happy to be there and I felt so included like that was the first moment I knew that like that was my team I love that I also remember that after that that particular race we went to Vegas Pizza Yes, right, right near the track. Yeah, which was delicious. Let me give a plug for Vegas pizza. If you're ever <laughs> in the Westchester area, go and get it. It's really good. Okay, let's talk a little more about you and I suppose your future. And I don't know, maybe take a few minutes to, to look back because very shortly, there's going to be some time that uh, in just a very short amount of time, you're going to be leaving. So my first question is, you have a reputation for being warm and understanding and a person that I think people seem to always seek out for advice. But what's also true is that you're someone that isn't afraid to, to voice her opinion and let other people know how she feels, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. Uh, I'm wondering where that comes from and how it's served you in life thus far. Um, so it's always 
pressure to care about people. Like for whatever reason, I can just notice when something is off about someone. And a lot of people have reached out to me asking for help or advice, like because I just like notice when they're off and I just take the time to listen because I want to give heartfelt like and personal in, like advice for them um because I just like know if they're confiding in me they just want someone to care but then on the other side like I also have my own opinions and I do like to hold my ground this probably coming from my mom like I said earlier <laughs> um sure and I just feel like it's important to share where my head is at and it prevents me from like holding any grudges when I like say what's on my mind and I just like being honest and having people understand where I come from but I'm also like not easily swayed in my and like I'm not gonna switch my mindset yes <laughs> I've, I've felt that and been on the receiving end of that a few times for sure but it's probably one of your your best characteristics I would say for sure soon you're going to be going off to college and I know we have the goal of going to medical school and, as you mentioned uh, or alluded to, maybe even eventually becoming Dr. O'Neill. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish with your life? I just be like the doctor, or even just the person that shows people that they matter, um, just like my aunt. So I get nervous that some professionals now are caught up with the volume of like their patient visits um, just because it kind of like reflects uh, money and then people are just kind of like left feeling neglected or not really listened to. And I've noticed that um, just sometimes people need someone to take the time to really listen to them and just like hear what's on their mind. And I love being on a personal level and connecting with people. So I just love that part. And I want people to come to me and feel like respected and feel that they're worthy um, because I believe that it plays a huge role in just helping people feel better. You alluded to this before that maybe you spend some time looking back and overanalyzing things and replaying things. I think we all do that to some extent. But now that now that high school is coming to a, a conclusion for you in just a couple weeks time, I'm wondering as you as you look back, do you have any big regrets or things that you wish you had a do over on? And I guess on the flip side of that, is there anything that you're super proud of and wouldn't change for anything? So a biggest regret, this is just something that plays in my head all the time. So I'll share it as my biggest regret. Um, I failed my driver's test sophomore year and I was just so embarrassed because I was supposed to be like the first one to get my license. And I was just so upset and I like hated myself for days because I had practiced every week with my grandma and I felt bad that I had made her come just so I could fail the test. But I regret feeling this way because when I look back on it, like I remember that everything happens for a reason. So failing um, my driver's test actually just gave me more time to spend with my grandma. So more t crazy stories from growing up. Um, she's a twin and she doesn't like to talk about her twin because she had lost her twin um, years ago. So I I'd never heard about her twin and she would also just tell me funny stories about my mom and her brothers when they were growing up and it was more time for us to listen to 92.5 XTU which is the country radio station of course oh god uh, yes that's her <laughs> favorite too and then after hearing that my grandma was diagnosed with uh terminal cancer earlier this year um and then actually having passed away recently, I was just ever so grateful to fail my driver's test because I got to spend more time with her. 
And I just regret being so angry and disappointed over such a small inconvenience because, like, in the grand scheme of things, that happened for a reason. And it's, like, time that I'm so glad I had. And then on the flip side of things, um, my proudest moment, mentioned a couple times before would definitely be stepping out of my comfort zone and joining the boys cross-country team and then being proud to say that I was on that team so it was the greatest experience like of my life and I've never regretted that decision once so while I have regretted many things this is one that I will never ever regret so I got to spend like the best season of my career with the best people and I got to share all their successes with them and I was just there every moment with them and I hope like I can inspire other people to be proud of the decisions that they make and just not care about what anyone else has to say about something that they're proud of. Well, first, I just wanted to say that I'm super sorry about your loss and your grandmother. I know that that has certainly been a a big thing as of late and something that, that has occupied a lot of your time and attention and your families. But it's crazy how things sometimes work out, right? And Certainly, I think everything happens for a reason. So uh, I think both of your stories kind of allude to that for sure. This, Pat, speaking of like things happening for a reason, I'm curious to, to hear what you think about this. Obviously, the past year has not gone the way that, that you or your classmates have wanted, like at all. So I guess my first question is, how have you processed all that's taken place over the past year? And the follow-up to that is, what would you say to your classmates, your peers, your friends who may be struggling with just everything that's happened and maybe the lack of experiences that you've, you've gotten to have this year? Um, I mean, at first it was a shock, uh, but I've just been grateful to still be able to see all the people that I love and do most of the things I love. Like, I haven't been trapped in my house So life for me didn't just end. Um, And I feel like there's been a lot of effort to have activities at school continue somewhat normally. And I've just been able to appreciate any and just making the most of it. And then also not complaining about what could have happened. And then something I'd say to my classmates. So I'd say that we're all in this together. Um, My class is just really tough and also very persistent. So Something like this is just a slight bump in the road. They all have dreams they're chasing and nothing is getting in the way because when my class wants something, they know how to get it. So this is just one of those situations that reminds us that life is unfair and can't always go our expected way. But like my class knows how to not give up and kind of just like move around the obstacle because they have so much to look forward to. And I also just like hope that they can remember all the good times we've shared in previous years and the good times that we've had this year for senior year. But it's definitely one that we're all going to remember each other for forever. In some way, it's just like something that's going to hold our class together for a lifetime. There are almost certainly some people that are listening that are not seniors and are in other grades or going to be in the high school for the next few years. And I'm wondering, like, given the idea that you've been here for the past four years and have been so involved at Phoenixville and have had so many unique experiences. I'm wondering if you have any advice or parting words for anybody that might be listening, especially if they're going to still be at Phoenixville for some time. I mean, if I've learned anything, it's that people are going to judge you no 
do. So this includes the good and the bad. So what I'm just going to say is stop worrying about other people's opinions and do whatever you want to do because someone is always going to have something to say no matter what you do. And you'll just miss out on too many opportunities and live in regret if you just make decisions based off what someone else thinks you should do. Excellent advice. My last question, Madison, is uh, really about the end of your time here. And uh, obviously, in a couple of weeks, you're going to graduate and be moving on to tell us where you're going to be moving on to Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio State, <laughs> the Ohio State. Lovely. Yes. But um, before you go to leave us and head off to Columbus, I'm wondering, like, if you could take a minute and just reflect back and Tell us what you're going to miss the most about your time here at Phoenixville. There's no doubt that I'm going to miss the people here. So the people at school and the people in our community. I've just met so many people over the past few years. And there hasn't been like a single person that hasn't stuck out in a really meaningful way. And I've just built so many relationships here. Um, rather than like, I obviously still have my tight uh, group of people, but I've just connected with so many other people through like track and like even other grades and I'm just gonna miss them so much because like I've just loved watching them turn into really amazing people um and then also I've babysat so many kids here in Phoenixville <laughs> and I loved watching them grow up so I'll miss getting to hear all their stories and watching them like grow up to growing up into like really fun people and so that's the George and the Gallagher kids, they're going to be super impactful here at Phoenix. So, but I'm definitely going to miss getting to see them all the time. And then I'll miss um, seeing the Lynch family who lives right outside of the high school. Uh, they were always so happy to see me, um, like when I, whether I was running by or just like walking somewhere. And I was just as happy to see them. And Mrs. Lynch and I have spent a lot of time together with the Barkley Girls Running Club. And I've always admired her spunk and willingness to do anything. And she's such an amazing person. So, she, I'm going to miss her because she always yells my name when I'm <laughs> on the sidewalk around school. And yes. I'll just miss high school in general. I just, like, love getting to see people because I feel like I know all of them. And I just love talking to people I don't normally get to on a regular basis. And um, I just love watching them, like, chase their dreams because Phoenix is just, like, good at supporting um, everyone and what they want to do. And, of course, I'll just miss all the parents and the – boys um and girls of the cross country and track team just because like they are definitely the nicest people I've ever met and have it, this group has definitely had like the biggest impact on me and um I just loved everything about them they've been huge in supporting me with everything I've done so I'll miss them a ton well I'll speak for for them and and everybody that you mentioned we're gonna miss you just as much you've had uh probably one of the biggest impacts ever in, in all my years at Phoenixville here, I, I can think of very, very, very few people that have had a bigger impact than you. So it's going to be hard saying goodbye to you, but just want to thank you for being willing to come on and give everybody some insight on just how amazing you are. And I'm sure that anybody that took the time to listen will, will certainly agree. So just want to thank you officially and wish you good luck in, in everything that you're going to all the amazing experiences that you're going to have moving forward. Don't forget us when you're famous, though, okay? <laughs> I won't. I know. Thank you, Madison. Thank you.
You're better than the best I'm lucky just to linger in your life Cooler than the flip side of my pillow That's right Completely unaware Nothing can compare to where you sent me Let's me know that it's okay Yeah, it's okay In the moments when my good times start to